pinners are going to Pinterest to search for a solution to their problem. They're not going to Pinterest to be entertained, to scroll through reels and, you know, find something to laugh at. They're going there to actually take action on the problem that they have. And to me, it's like, why would I put out my content somewhere where people are going to be entertained when I could serve them so much better by providing it to them on a platform where they're actually looking for it, right? and welcome back to the growth theory podcast. I have such a special guest on today. She, I will, you'll probably see her if you see this on YouTube, but her smile is like the sun and we're recording in the summer. So it's perfect timing. I'm so excited because she's going to talk to us about Pinterest today, which is something that I feel like a lot of people don't utilize as much as they should be using in their business. But without further ado, I'm going to let her introduce herself because she's awesome and you got to hear it from her. Take it away. Hi, I'm Shelly Young. I used to be an Instagram manager. That was where I hung out. But you guys, Instagram is just a popularity contest these days. It is like random luck if you go viral with a reel. And I just felt so sad watching my clients struggle through Instagram burnout, creating so much content, and they just were not seeing the results they wanted to, which is when I shifted my entire business to offer Pinterest management and to teach Instagram creators how they can create content one time and then reap the benefits of that for years to come. So that is why I do Pinterest management, all things Pinterest to make everybody's life easier in marketing. Let's make it easier. I love it. I love it. So you know, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but my first question for you is why Pinterest? What about Pinterest made you be like, this is it. This is where it's at. Cause there's so many platforms out there. I feel like it's like, we're being told this there's Instagram experts, there's, you know, TikTok experts. There's so much out there. So why did you decide Pinterest is where it's at? So the beauty of Pinterest is, this is the phrase you'll hear people say a lot, it's not a social media platform, it's a visual search engine. So this is like Google and Instagram had a baby, right? Because uh, it's visual. Um, so it's you can reuse this old content. Um, Pinterest likes things like fresh content. So if you make a new graphic for the same content, it thinks it's brand new, it's gonna push it out to people. Um, my, the other big main reason I love Pinterest personally is that pinners are going to Pinterest to search for a solution to their problem. They're not going to Pinterest to be entertained, to scroll through reels and, you know, find something to laugh at. They're going there to actually take action on the problem that they have. And to me, it's like, why would I put out my content somewhere where people are going to be entertained when I could serve them so much better by providing it to them on a platform where they're actually looking for it, right? Yeah. So less less about the popularity, way more about keywords, SEO, figuring out what it is your ideal client or customer needs, and then serving it up to them with just the right keywords. Yeah. And I love that. You know, it's funny because I personally, I'm just starting to get into Pinterest and I've used it for so long to actually search for what I need and solutions. And I don't know why it never clicked to me to use it for myself, but I have discovered so many different people, helpful resources on there. It's crazy. So it's, it's really funny how 
it's so untapped into, but we put so much energy into these other platforms that, like you said, kind of are like a bad boyfriend. Ah, they are like a bad bad boyfriend. It wants so much from you, but it's so attractive. And sometimes it's real nice, but a majority of the time you're just giving without getting anything in return. Kelly, that is a great way to frame it. I love that. This actually segues into a question I wanted to ask you. You have been so vulnerable on Instagram about your own mental health and just how you've balanced everything. And I wanted to touch on that because, yeah, it is like a bad boyfriend. It's a little, you know, problematic. So help us kind of see how you've been able to balance and deal with your mental health with all of these crazy platforms. I know Pinterest has helped a lot, but for people who are just giving so much, like what has helped you? And obviously I know Pinterest is a big part of that, but help us see a little bit into that. Um, truth be told, my own business is not on Pinterest right now because my ideal client is still struggling on Instagram. So that's, I think that what I, what has helped my mental health is switching the conversation from I'm going to help you grow to I'm going to help you get off of Instagram. And when I started thinking that thought all of a sudden Instagram became easier. I don't care what I post because the people who I'm resonating with are in the same boat where they're like, I'm so, so exhausted from having to create reels to follow these experts, to change my strategy every other day because of something new that Instagram comes out with. Um, and I don't think that we were born to sit here and scroll. This doesn't need to be my hobby, moving my thumbs up and down on a phone. Um, and that's, that's what Instagram wants. Instagram wants us to spend more time on the app. And uh, when I was spending the most amount of time, I actually started getting into some major health problems that combined with my mental health stuff. And I ended up in the ER five times in one month. And I thought, this is not, this is not cool. Instagram needs to not be ruling my life and my client's life like this anymore. So moving to Pinterest is kind of like you do your work and then you can let it go. You can let it go. You don't have to engage. You don't have to respond to comments. You just get to be a true business owner instead of the new age Instagram business owner. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I love it so much because you posted the other day about the whole just Instagram and how it's draining a lot of people. And I resonated so deeply with it because I'm like, you know, dang, I put a lot of effort into my podcast and I'm, you know, trying to do more other of other things, but I'm like, no, let me get with her on a lot of this stuff. And I was going to say this later, but I just can't wait. She has a freebie that I'm going to leave in the show notes. It is so good. It is so good. It is so good. Y'all like it's the gap. Yes. It bridges the gap and there are actual steps in there. It's not just like little woo woo stuff. Like you can actually do the steps and get your Pinterest thing going. So yeah, I just have to share that it's in the show notes. We'll talk about it later, but I wanted to kind of get into the meat of Pinterest and how it even works, because I think a lot of people don't know. I sure didn't. So the first question, I took a few questions from people on my Instagram. So the first question I got was, do you need a business account when you start to use Pinterest? Yes. Okay. So professional versus personal. That's the question I get all the time. 
we want to switch over your personal account to a professional account because we want to number one, carry over any of the followers that you have on your personal page to your business page. Not that followers are the most important, but it's nice to have, right? Um, so then when we switch to that professional account, we start to get analytics. We can see which pins of yours are performing the best, which ones we might need to rework. Um, how many impressions you're getting, how many outbound clicks, you can run ads. There are all kinds of things you can do. Just like switching from a personal Instagram to a business one, it's worth it. It's worth it. Wow. Yeah. Cause I, I think a lot of people weren't sure. Cause it's like, should I delete my personal and start fresh? But I like that you say to, to just go ahead and do that transition. So you have everything yep. already set up. Oh, I yeah. love that so much. Okay. So this was a question that I had. So when you do switch over from personal, do you have to delete all of the, the fun cooking boards and home design boards that you've come up with? Like what's the best practice for that? Should we make them private? Like what should be done? So there's two different things that I've had my clients do personally. Um, you can hide all of those boards that are your fun recipes, clothes, things to do. Um, and you can mark them secret or you can archive them where you can still see the pins, but you can't add more to it. Mm. Or if you want to go hard split division of business and personal, uh, you can delete all of those boards and start a fresh Pinterest somewhere else, which actually is kind of fun to do. Uh, to start your own personal Pinterest again, because chances are you've had pins in there from like 2010 or whatever, yeah. whenever Pinterest was hot yes. and you don't look back at those pins. Like that's not something you do. So no. starting a fresh one's actually pretty fun for your personal life. You can kind of get, get crafty with it. I love that. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So you answered my other question. Um, success on this platform. You know, we, we hear about all the success on Instagram, which changes every other week, but with Pinterest, what would be considered successful? Um, if you have an account, you know, is it repins? Um, is it people clicking and going to your website or whatever link that you've connected to that pin? What does it look like? So on Pinterest, just like on Instagram, it depends on what your goals are, right? So if your goal is to just get your brand out there, get some brand awareness, we care a lot about impressions, which are how many times your pin was seen and um, engagements, which is going to be saves or likes or comments, which are all things you can do on Pinterest. Um, but if your goal is to get people on your email list, to get them to buy your offers, to get them to hit your Etsy shop or watch your YouTube video, you want them to do outbound clicks. And that's what Pinterest counts as I've clicked on the pin and I've gone to someone's website. I've gone off of the app, right? Um, and it's interesting if you're logged into Pinterest analytics, Pinterest isn't gonna show you those outbound clicks first. So there's an extra step that you need to take. And I will put out a free guide on that in a couple of weeks, but there's an extra step you have to take to find those outbound clicks. And it's, it's worth it to seek out the outbound clicks. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Because I always thought like, yeah, you know, first I, there's so many things I want to digest here. So I love how you said they can go to your YouTube channel. They can go to all these other things. A lot of messages I got were like, well, what if I don't have a website yet? And I only have a YouTube channel or what if I, and I think that's awesome. You're telling us right now, it's okay. You can, you can just have this little platform somewhere else 
And what also stood out to me is that you don't get penalized. I know platforms like Facebook, if you leave, you're penalized. They, they don't promote you anymore because they want you to stay on the app. Same thing for Instagram. They want you to stay on the app. So I think that's so nice that Pinterest is not out here, you know, being a police about it there. It's actually, you actually get rewarded with that. Well, that's, so that's the goal. Yeah. That's I love the that. Goal, right? It's like, yeah. To get on the app and then to find the thing you're looking for and to buy something. Pinterest wants Pinterest creators to have success. So they would, of course, if your pin is sending people over, they're not going to penalize you in the slightest. Um, I will say with not having a website, it is super possible to just grow your YouTube, grow. Some people can grow an Instagram page um, or send traffic right to your Etsy shop. Pinterest does still appreciate it. I don't want to say they penalize you for not having one, but they Mm -hmm. will push out your claimed website a little bit more than other claimed social accounts, just because that is where people are going to get more information from you, right? It's going to be a little bit easier to get the, get all the goods from a blog website. Um, but that is super simple to set up these days. You can do it with a template in a hot second and it is inexpensive when you look at the year. Yeah. I was going to ask that next. Like, do you need like a success, like a blog or a website? But I, I think that that is true. And also for those of you who are listening and don't have a website, it's good to have a home base for all of your stuff anyways, because we can't really rely on these other channels. They're nice and all, but they could crash tomorrow and you have lost everything. So having a home for all of your things is really good. And it's still repurposing at the end of the day. I think that's, what's awesome. If you can have everything on the site and then repurpose it, you're, you're good to go. I love it. Okay. And think about all the time you spent writing that value adding caption for Instagram just copy and paste that over to your blog. And then you have that hard work forever and you have another URL to send out to Pinterest. You have another billboard of the same information, right? But somebody could find one of them more helpful than the other. Yes. So touch a, go a little deeper on the concept of SEO and having piece of content work for you forever. Cause I know some people don't understand the concept and I've told people about this. It makes me so excited when I talk about this, but I think sometimes it gets a little lost. So share with the audience what that looks like, why it's so awesome and how it's very different from how Instagram and other platforms run their stuff. So I think of this like the shelf life of food in your fridge and your pantry. So Twitter is like an avocado where it's going to be ripe one second. And then 10 minutes later, it's gone. It's, it's done. That avocado is bad. Throw it in the trash. Um, Instagram is going to be like the fresh berries that you put in your fridge where you're like, these are going to be really good. And then maybe you eat some of them and then they're bad in a week or so. Like you have to throw those out at the end of the week if you haven't eaten them. Um, Pinterest, oh, Facebook, I guess. Facebook is a little bit more like something that you can't, I haven't come up with a good food analogy for Facebook, but it's got a little bit different algorithm than Instagram. So maybe it'll last longer, but it'll show up randomly. It's like something you stuck at the back of the fridge and then you can pull it out and you're, oh yeah, I remember this. Um, Pinterest is like anything you stick in your pantry, like a granola bar, like rice, like pasta. You can use it for forever, basically. As long as it's in your pantry, it's going to be good. As long as Pinterest content is relevant and not spammy and the link still works, 
that content can technically work for you. There are creators on Pinterest who have millions of monthly views from pins they did five years ago, two years ago, a year ago, six months ago. Um, so the idea that you could use something for longer, to me, that's just like, if I had to put work into something, would I rather put work into something that's going to disappear in a week and a half? Or maybe it'll go viral in two weeks, but maybe it won't. Or into something like that's going to work for forever. It could randomly, if somebody hit that, that set of keywords, they searched it, they land on my pin, all of a sudden it goes viral three months from now or tomorrow or in a year. There's just more possibility with Pinterest. Oh, I get fired up about that. Yes. I hate putting out work and having it just be meaningless. Posting a reel that I worked so hard on, getting 300 views and it dies. It's done. You are, you are preaching today and I'm, I'm in, I'm in the choir. I'm so excited because it's just, it's, it's true. It's so true. And yeah, they'll say you can repurpose stuff, but it sucks. Cause it's like you, the game has changed so much, but if you can really tap into that SEO, there's so much power behind it and you don't have to work as hard. You just don't. So piggybacking off of what you just said, how can someone use SEO for their benefit? How, like for those who don't know what keywords are, any of that stuff, like how can they use that to stand out and truly get found or discovered? So the people that are looking for what they have to offer are sure to find it. Yes. So SEO means search engine optimization, right? And the keywords that we type in are basically the things that you type in to find something in Google or in Pinterest. And I use um, pizza places as an example on Instagram we would look for something like pizza food or, you know, pizza, just searching that. And we would see maybe pretty pictures of pizza and cute things on Google. I would type in pizza places near me or best pizza places in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I would get whoever has put pizza, best pizza place in Atlanta in their website. That's what would populate on Google. And the same thing works on Pinterest. When you type in homemade, healthy pizza recipes for kids, that string of keywords, if you, if I, the pizza recipe person have put those keywords into my pin graphic, my pin title and my pin description, my pin has the chance to pop up in the search for someone who searches for healthy pizza for kids, right? Healthy pizza for kids. I don't know. <laughs> um, like, uh, so that's where the keywords come in, where you can try out different combinations of those keywords on the same piece of content with a brand new graphic yeah. and with Canva templates, that is so easy to create a new, new graphic, switch up your keywords, switch the order, change out something, change it out healthy for, um, low carb or something like that. And you, you change things up. And then that's another opportunity for somebody to find you. Um, the other really cool thing about Pinterest marketing versus Google SEO, um, or Instagram, we would search something like Nike sneakers, and that's a branded search. Nike's a huge brand. We love that. We search for that. We buy from Nike on Instagram. On Google or Pinterest, we would search something like, okay, what do I need? I need a white sneaker. I'm going to search women's white sneaker size eight. And that lets sneaker store down the store who cannot compete with Nike, compete with Nike on Pinterest, ah. right? Because it's unbranded. Most of the searches on Pinterest are unbranded, which gives the small business person, like way more, way more luck on Pinterest. 
my mind is so blown. I, I never even thought of that fact, but it's so true. Like if you have to compete out here against the big dogs, that is so helpful to know. Because when I go on Pinterest, I never type in brands. I literally, it's random. It's not random, I, but it's like very random stuff that I'm trying to find. So that's such a good point that you just said. So I want to talk a little bit about visuals on Pinterest because, you know, we'll type in and we'll see like pictures of people or you'll see really cool graphics with like wording, like uh, 10 best recipes for the poolside day. I'm making something up, but what would you recommend for people? Is it better to just have a really nice picture up? Is it better to just have wording and like a a text up? Does it matter? Can you interchange them and see what works best? Like, what would you recommend? Option three, interchange them, figure out what works best for your audience. The same thing. I mean, that applies across all boards, any marketing thing, figure out what it is that works best for your audience. In general, uh, Pinterest doesn't have to be pretty. Ugly pins actually do really, really well on Pinterest, which is strange. Um, but that means that uh, obviously if you're a graphic designer listening to this, you should make everything pretty because that is your job. But if you're not a graphic designer, you can make it a little bit ugly. You can make it, uh, you can change up your style from pin to pin and see what it is that's resonating with people. Um, I will say though, that pins with people's faces on them, like your own face, don't do as well as pins with words where it's a graphic or a stock photo with an overlay, 10 best places in Atlanta to take pictures, right? So you could, you could try putting your face on one of them, or you could on the other side, try just doing the words and just making it a little cute and putting it out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. Cause I'm thinking about when I search, unless I'm searching for like actual photography, I mm-hmm. like to see the wording, tell me what I'm looking for. Now, if the picture behind the wording, like how you said, there's just like the words are kind of over it. I love that too. I'll be like, okay, that's cute behind it. But you're right. If it's a very specific thing, like if someone's listening to this and they have a store, like an Etsy store, or they aren't a service-based business like I am, but they're looking for those solutions. Yeah. We want to know what are we looking for? So if it's like five best blank, I'm probably going to click that over you know, someone's smiling and it's like, okay. Yeah. So that's actually really, um, stress relieving in a way, because you're not like, dang, I need to figure out how I'm going to look really nice for this platform. Cause you already, you can do that for everything else. You already have to look cute on your website, Instagram, but this is the one platform that works for you. And it's not as much work (laughs) from what I'm gathering. Yep. Cause to make reels, think about it. You have to put on your makeup. You have to do your hair, you have to wear a bra and pants, but to make Pinterest pins, you can be in your pajamas. You could be naked for all I care, sitting on your couch doing Pinterest pins. And that is the introvert's dream, introvert's dream. Yes. And I wanted to talk about this because you had said on Instagram one time, you were like, what if you're an introvert, you know? And I thought about that. I was like, you know, not everybody is bada bing bada boom let's make a cool youtube video saying what's up guys or you know showing up on instagram stories like hey y'all just waking up and doing my makeup like some people don't want to do that at all like it actually stresses them out and pinterest you said is a great place for people who might be introverted so yes thank you for bringing that up because i think there's a lot of people who feel like dang i don't really fit into that space but here's your opportunity to know there is still a place for you on 
line <laughs> to still oh. succeed and still find your people without having to almost act in a way. Oh, it's yeah. an act. Come on. We are not as cheery in real life. hundred percent of the times we are on Instagram. Yes. And even when we're vulnerable, I think we still get to choose our words so much more carefully and that's great, but I'm still showing my face. It's still like this constant, okay, what do I look like? And Pinterest lets you just be yourself a hundred percent instead of the be yourself that we're told to be by Instagram experts, right? Just be yourself online. Okay. But myself isn't online. That's not what myself does. <laughs> yeah. And I always think about, you know, you'll hear people talking like, just go all in 100%, wake up at three 30 in the morning, eat bark, uh, you know, all these things, you know, like they'll like go hard. And I'm like, some yeah. people, that's just not their journey. Some people aren't my dream. that way. You know, <laughs> some people are hungry for a pizza. Some people just, you know, that they don't have the time or energy. And I think it's really nice and healthy for people to know that there are other options out here and it's okay. If you're not a part of that that crowd who are like you said, like popularity contests, whatever, if you can still be successful being yourself and not having to do all the things, why not? (laughs) Why not tap into that? Oh yeah. The other thing that kind of goes along with that is that Pinterest is the one app that people aren't deleting when they go on a social media break, right? Because it's, I'm not interacting with people. I don't feel like I am draining, wasting my time when I'm using Pinterest to search for a a search for a solution. Um, so it's not as like, I'm not as plugged in to that social universe when I'm using Pinterest. So even then your people, the people that you're attracting are going to be a little bit more chill than the overly stressed out, anxious, depressed, comparison cycle vibe that we get on Instagram. Yeah. Dang. That's so deep. Oh, I feel like I'm in a counseling session. No, but it's, it's so true. It's so true. And I think this is so uplifting. I think for people to hear this message and I'm so glad that you're out here spreading this message because, um, I don't think it's talked about enough and burnout is a big thing, especially for social media managers, people who are doing it themselves. You already have to create the stuff and then you got to show up. And I always tell people like, yes, you do have to show up, especially with, with what I help with people building personal brands. But at the same time, showing up doesn't always mean talking every day, all day online, like just glued to your phone. It can also mean showing up with like planned pins and planned content that work for you. And people can find you years from now being like, wow, I really am obsessed with this recipe, or I love this necklace that's on her Etsy store, buy it from you. And you didn't do anything. They just happened to find you and maybe they'll find your new website and you're, you've updated your prices. Great. They, they only know your updated price. They're not concerned about all the other stuff because they just stumbled across where you are in that season as the expert in that season. So I think that is just, I love it. I love it. So I wanted to talk about, um, I wanted to talk about two things. So one is uploading directly to Pinterest versus we've talked about the website and things, but I wanted you to talk a little bit about your freebie because it's just, it changed the game for me. I thought this whole time you had to like, I don't know what I thought you were supposed to do, but your freebie broke down so much. And I wanted you to just share a little bit. It's going to be in the show notes. So everyone gets yours, 
But yeah, help us see you broke down three different ways to how you can share to Pinterest. And I love that it also included Instagram. So you're literally showed us how to repurpose what we've already done in such a simple way. So I know you can't go into all the details, but just give us a little, little, little bit of it. Yes. Okay. So the reason I even, so the the entire guide is about using your Pinterest content to your Instagram content, sorry, to get on Pinterest, because I want it to make it really easy. It's a simple bridge from Instagram to Pinterest. We're going to start small. There are videos going around TikTok and Instagram where these creators say, this is the way to grow your Instagram. You tap the three dots at the top of your post and you hit share to Pinterest and you choose a board and you're done. But that system doesn't allow you to control the keywords or to control the size of the image. Mm -hmm. So you're basically just sending this square photo with whatever caption you chose, whatever hashtags are down there into Pinterest land. When you do it, the other two and three ways that I show you in the guide, you get to control the image size. You get to control your keywords and your title and your description And in your alt text, if you choose to go that route, if you choose to say what's in the picture, as well as include some more keywords in there, um, that way is going to, if you choose to link it to your Instagram, that can help you grow your Instagram much more than just tossing it up there. That's just saying, all right, here you go. Right. But if you want to control what's in that, that you use option two and option three in the get your butt on Pinterest guide. Um, Option three is going to help you do it faster. So option three is where I've already written descriptions for you and you can literally just pop your keywords in, copy and paste, and it's done. You could be finished with your Pinterest marketing for the week in five minutes because it's you've already made the Instagram content. I've already wrote your descriptions. You're done. You've, You've started your Pinterest journey. And once you've gotten that base and you're like, yeah, I am marketing on Pinterest, that's when you can start to level it up and start linking your YouTube, link your Etsy, link your website, link your blog, link your podcast, link everything because it's just a billboard. It's great. So get that freebie because it's going to change your life. Your marketing life. A billboard. I love that so much. Okay. So now that we have all that, I love how you talk a little bit about your SEO keyword generator resource, because that's the next step that I think everyone listening should definitely consider, but please teach us your ways. So writing pin descriptions can get exhausting because you do have to pin fresh pins, which means a new description. We don't want to spam Pinterest because they're smart. Hmm. We don't want to copy and paste the same thing over and over again. So what I've done is I've created a generator because I'm doing this for six clients a month. I'm creating heaven knows how many thousands of pin descriptions. I can't do that mentally typing the entire thing. So I've created some generators that basically take a templated pin description. uh, You put in your keywords and it pops out new descriptions. However many combinations of keywords you choose to put in is how many fresh descriptions you can get. Um, and in the pin magic generators that you can get at the end of the, the pin freebie, mm-hmm. uh, there are 20, I want to say 25 titles and 20 descriptions and two board description generators. So that's, I don't do math in my head, 40 some odd, 50 some odd 
generators yeah. that you can use to literally cut your marketing time in half or in 75 and three fourths. You know, I've already done all of the hard work for you. All you have to do is just pop it in. You're done. Pop it in. You're done. You just have to do your keyword research. And that's, that's nothing compared to writing descriptions for hours. <laughs> nice and simple. It's what I want to hear. I love yeah. it. I love it. Jelly, thank you so much. This I've learned so much just from this podcast alone. I, y'all, you need to get her freebie. It will change the game for you because honestly, I've I can't say that, I've never seen a freebie so packed with actual valuable tips like that. Like yours, I was like, dang, I got to step my game. Like yours blew me out of the water. So help oh. our audience know where they can find you, how they can work with you, and all the goodies. Thank you so much. That makes my whole life. I want to cry a little bit because I tried so hard to make it like not fluffy. I'm not going to just convince you to buy my service at the end. I really want you to be able to do this yourself. Um, Yes. Okay. So you can find me over at, it's on Instagram at Hey Shelly Young. We can put the spelling in the description here. Um, And I do help people uh, create their own custom strategies. If you're ready to get started on Pinterest and you want to step off on the right foot, I can help you with custom strategies. Um, and I also do monthly management. So if you are one of those business owners who's like, can you please just take it off my plate and get it done for me? We can make that happen too. Um, but that freebie is right where you need to start. It is linked in my bio most of the time. Um, but we'll also link it here. You said so. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Look, we did a sales course together and I just, even hearing you talk on that, I was like, I need this girl on my podcast. She knows what she's talking about and you taught me so much. So I can't wait to keep following you and learning from you. And honestly, I'm getting my brand photos from you. Let's go Georgia together. Yes. Yes. I can't wait. Shelly, thank you so much. You are absolutely a joy. And I can't wait for my audience to connect with you and honestly have you change their whole social media life. But thank you so much for coming on again. And we'll chat soon. Thank you, Tina.